It's the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome back. It's David Wildstein. I'm the editor of the New Jersey Globe. Jack Cittarelli is a, a former assemblyman, former mayor. He's a businessman, probably the Republican nominee for governor in New Jersey this year against the incumbent, Phil Murphy. Uh, Mr. Cittarelli, welcome. David, it's great to be back. Uh, thank you for coming on. And, and assemblyman, let me, let me start with this. The last time a Democratic governor ran for re-election, he lost. That was 2009. Uh, and that was the last year the Yankees won the World Series. So is <laughs> is your fate intertwined with how the Yankees do this year? Is this is this as go the Yankees, so goes Chitterelli? Well, David, as a Yankee fan, I wish you wouldn't rub it in. The last <laughs> decade was the first time since the 19-teens that the Yankees didn't win a World Series, which is very painful for me. But it, listen, it's been you and me both. You and me both. <laughs> yeah, it's been more than forty years since any incumbent Democratic governor in New Jersey has been reelected. Not Jim Florio, not Jim McGreevy, not John Corzine. My job is to make sure that Phil Murphy is not reelected either. Okay, and we'll, we'll, you know, I mean, I, I have to stay objective on your race, but, but we're both, we're both have our fingers crossed for the Yankees. So there you go. They, they lost today for nothing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I know, I know, I know. Uh, uh, Assemblyman. Today, the state treasurer issued a, a statement uh, that Moody's Investor Services has upgraded New Jersey's outlook from negative to stable. They cited better uh, expected revenues for the year. Uh, you oppose the, the governor's borrowing plan. What what should the governor do now that that uh, a private rating agency has said that the state's in better shape than people thought it would be? Well, let's first talk about what he should have done um, before he borrowed, which is what we did uh, 10 years ago at the height of the Great Recession when we had a $5 billion revenue cliff in Trenton. We tightened our belt. We cut expenses. We didn't borrow a dime, didn't raise taxes a penny, and balanced the state budget. This guy decided to do the opposite. He went ahead and borrowed. I sued. I lost before the state Supreme Court. Here's what he should now do with all this cash that he's flush with. He should squirrel it away and retire whatever debt he possibly can early. Now, the debt he issued to balance the budget uh, this past year doesn't have a callable feature on it. Shame on him, which means we have to pay that interest in principle for the next 12 to 15 years. But there's other debt that can be retired early. New Jersey has the largest debt in the nation on a per capita basis. Let's squirrel away the money and retire the debt. And uh, I I know that the the New Jersey Education Association, the state's largest teachers union, they have they've invited you to appear before a screening uh, for their endorsement. They've endorsed Governor Murphy for the primary. They haven't made a decision on the general. Uh, you you have said you'd go, but that you wanted to be live streamed so that every member can see it. What's what's going on with that? Well, David, not to be disagreeable, but they have in fact made their endorsement. My goodness, their pack just sent four and a half million dollars to the uh, governor's pack. So come on now. Um, we know what's going on in Trenton. And while I appreciate the invite, and I've always prided myself on going anywhere and everywhere to sit down with everyone and anyone to listen, um, what I've said to them is I'm happy to accept your invitation if we can stream live and allow your members all throughout the state to watch the interview. We haven't heard back from, on the, from them on that as yet. I do hope they'll accept my invitation. And 
also this week, uh, uh, I'm sure you, you read the accounts of the, uh, the Assembly's hearings on the Edna Mann Correctional Facility on these allegations of, of beatings and, and sexual assaults at the women's prison. Are you, having, having heard what Commissioner Marcus Hicks had to say, do you, you still think it's time for him to resign? I, I do, David. So the good news is the Ombudsman has resigned, but Hicks has not. And if you read Hicks's testimony from those hearings, it's embarrassing. He's talking about implementing a holistic rehabilitation program for inmates, which I think is fantastic. But what we need is holistic management. This guy is in over his head. The Department of Justice over a year ago told us this was a rape camp. They put forth recommendations. He didn't act on any of them. And one year later, we've got another black eye from New Jersey with the revelations of what was going on there. He's got to go. And you you have a, a, a Republican primary i mean we, we shouldn't we shouldn't make any assumptions you are the you are the presumptive nominee you have been since since mid-january uh but there's a new candidate in the race it's a guy i'd never heard of before a couple months ago uh named phil rizzo and he has now uh seemingly uh, uh, raised enough money to qualify for matching funds do you uh, tell me tell me about your confidence in winning the republican primary well, I appreciate the, 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 the terminology when people say presumptive nominee, but I'm one of these guys, David, that plays like I'm 10 points down with two points to go, no matter how far of a lead I may have amassed. And so, listen, I, I challenged Kim McDonough four years ago. I qualify for the match. I do believe competition makes us better. My focus will continue to be Phil Murphy. At the same time, let me say this. Anybody that's running for governor of New Jersey, I think should be paying property taxes. Based on news accounts this week, it seems as though this particular competitor isn't paying property taxes. And the one other thing I'll remind this competitor is that one out of three New Jerseyans is Catholic. There's some some tape recordings that have come out of this gentleman's past that seem to be anti-Catholic. That's not the way to bring New Jersey together. That's a tough position to be running as anti-Catholic in New Jersey, if in fact that's that's the case, isn't it? Of the 50 states in the Union, David, no state has a higher uh, Catholic population on a per capita basis than New Jersey. Now, some some people, and 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 I, I'm among those people, have said that that because you you can't take a primary for granted, that that might force you to be a little bit more conservative than 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 you may want to be publicly as you get ready for the general election. Uh, there are there is a candidate running for the state assembly in Bergen County who is the the director of the Oath Keepers. That's that's a group uh, that that has gotten a lot of attention for for the uh, uh, the insurrection at the U.S. Capitol uh, uh, for uh, for allegations of domestic terrorism. Uh, you said in 2017 you were uncomfortable with some of the language in their positions. Uh, why not distance yourself from this candidate? I don't know this candidate personally. I've been in his company for only a, a very short time on a couple of different occasions. I don't know what his ideology is. I don't know what his positions are. I don't know what his value set are. Certainly, if he's anybody that's advocating for terrorism um, uh, or unrest, I would say he needs to remove himself from the ballot. Okay. And will you at some point meet with him and talk to him and clear this up? Well, I think that's the job of Bergen County Republicans, quite frankly, David. It's hard for me to be responsible for every single person that's on the ballot in all 21 counties in the legislative races, county races, and in municipal races. Um, uh, I'm sure the same's not uh, – I understand you asking the question. Um, it's fair game. Uh, but 
you know, Phil Murphy's got uh, situations on his side of the aisle where there's people, as I understand, with checkered pass. So uh, to me, that's the job of the county organizations to screen these candidates. I worry about my candidacy, and I'm focused on Phil Murphy. Okay, and let's let's talk about Phil Murphy. This yesterday, he he was vaccinated for for the first time, uh, and and you've said that you're going to get vaccinated. Tell me, I want to talk more not just just about you and he, but uh, but about his administration here. How's and we've talked about this before, you and I. How is the governor doing on the rollout of the vaccine? I think it's been a disaster. I mean, at the time uh, when he had only a million doses of the vaccine to hand out, um, he changed the eligibility criteria to open it up to four million New Jerseyans, including smokers of any age. And I got to tell you, a lot of senior citizens, rightfully so, were infuriated with the fact that a 24-year-old smoker could jump in the line before them. Even the leading cardiologist in the nation who headed up the Cleveland Clinic questioned the governor's judgment on that executive order. So, listen, it's been a disaster. What his job is, my job is to secure as many doses of the vaccine as possible, give it to the county governments, which are the only regional service providers in the entire state, and then get the hell out of the way. State government, if you want something screwed up, let state government do it. Our county governments are regional service providers with offices of emergency management, offices of public health. Let them handle the rollout. And I also believe, David, with the J&J vaccine, let's get it in the hands of our community physicians. The governor has totally excluded community frontline physicians in the rollout of this vaccination and i don't understand why they know their patients and this is the way we distribute the flu vaccine why not get community physicians involved so so we're gonna we're gonna be at a point hopefully hopefully where where there's there's a little bit of a return to normalcy after the summer where where everybody both sides hoping that the schools are reopened Uh, i want to ask you about new jersey transit so, so transit ridership has been down. People have been working from home. Uh, what do you anticipate the state of New Jersey transit to be once it returns to normal in September? Well, it will all depend on whether or not businesses return to normal in terms of is it going to be work from home or work from the office. From everything I've read uh, over the, 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 the newspapers this weekend, including the weekend edition of the Wall Street Journal and, uh, and the Times, what they're saying is, is that businesses may not be so quick to reopen again. And so New Jersey transit uh, passenger volume is going to be very dependent on what the business community does in terms of opening up their offices again. And, and what about, what about, I mean, and you and I, you and I talk about this, you know, frequently in the motor vehicles commission, uh, do you, do you, have you seen any improvement in their operations? Do you think it's gotten any better since, since we last discussed it, since it, since it, it got to its, you know, its levels of last summer? David, here's the good news. The, the Motor Vehicles uh, Commission has moved a great many uh, things that Motor Vehicles does online so people can skip the trip. The bad news is it took a pandemic in order for them to do that. That's something I was talking about four years ago. And let's not forget, the Murphy administration had more than two years, two years to make these kind of technological improvements. They didn't do it. Okay, they were 26 months into their administration before the pandemic hit. And now what they're doing is scrambling. So one thing I'm all about with my governorship is making government work for the people instead of people working for the government. And I do believe there's an opportunity to downsize our government and make it much more efficient, user friendly for our citizens, with a great many technological advance, advance uh, enhancements. And that same goes in the area of unemployment. 
We still have people waiting months for their unemployment benefits because of antiquated systems. And New Jersey's about to receive a, a, a lot of money from the federal government. Uh, where do you think that money should go? What do you think Governor Murphy should do with that? I, I think that first and foremost, we've got to provide assistance to the small business community. One out of three small businesses have shut their doors forever because of this governor's handling of the business community and the inconsistency in his executive orders. The notion of you owning a jewelry store on Main Street, he shut you down because you were non-essential, but the jewelry counter at Walmart was allowed to stay open. It was unacceptable, and I think unconstitutional. So I think what he has to do is reestablish the business community as best he can with the assistance that he's gotten from the federal government. And that would be the best way to drive down the nation's highest unemployment rate. Get businesses open again. And, and my last question of you, I'm, I'm speaking with Jack Chitarelli, the presumptive uh, Republican nominee for governor of New Jersey. This week, former Governor Christie said he's he's not going to pick sides in the primary. Uh, is that a relief to you? Is that something that disappointed you? David, I, I'm working for every Republican vote out there for this primary, and then come the general election, <laughs> a majority of voters. So what I, the endorsement I worry about is the endorsement of, of the masses that go to the polls on primary day and on election day. And so I, I, if you had to ask me, when Chris Christie closed the curtain behind him on primary day, he's voting for Jack Chitterelli. And I, 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 you, you, you gave a great answer to that. But uh, Assemblyman Jack Chitterelli, thank you for joining me. It's, it's always a pleasure to talk to you, and we'll talk again soon. I appreciate the opportunity, David. Looking forward to next time. Thank you. And I'll be back with a fantastic story about an allegation of voter fraud that could potentially put a Democratic candidate for governor in the crosshairs of a criminal prosecution. This is David Wildstein, and you are listening to the New Jersey Globe Power Hour on Talk Radio 77 WABC.